Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from a listener in our Facebook group. She asks, how do I explain to my husband that while it's nice he wants to see his friends weekly, he doesn't have to? He has two friends he hangs out with almost every week, and they're both child-free. So the hanging out always happens during bedtime, or sometimes he'll even leave mid-bedtime. I haven't seen my friend solo in weeks, maybe even months. I heard somewhere it's easier for a dad or a non-primary caregiver to find childcare in their spouse than it is for the primary caregiver to find it in their spouse. Most of my friends' husbands hardly ever watch their kids, never do bedtimes, or even worse, have actually never cared for all of their kids solo at once. The other problem is sometimes it's just less work to stay home than to go out because you know your partner, if they watch the kids solo, will do the bare bones. The house will be a disaster when I come home. In other words, my husband is a good person. He is willing to watch my kids, but being a mom, it's also not always practical. Please tell me this isn't just something that I struggle with. No, it is not something you just struggle with. But I think there's a lot of possibility for change here that you might be giving up on too quickly. First, I want to point out to you your own language when you say, my husband's a good person, he's willing to watch my kids. They're his kids, and he's not watching them, and he's not doing you a favor, he's the other parent. So him being willing to watch your kids is part of the problem that we bring to this in the first place. We do have this expectation that we have to do most of it, and if our non-primary caregiving spouse does anything at all, it's a favor to us. It's actually parenting the kids. It's actually, studies have shown, extremely beneficial to the kids to have two involved parents. One involved parent is great too. It's not so great to have one who's involved and one who's entirely checked out. And, you know, you're very right to say your husband is a good guy. Your husband's doing what he sees people around him doing or what he thinks he sees people around him doing. I want to point you to a newsletter by Melinda Wenner Moyer. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. It came out last month. It's called At Least I'm Not As Bad As That Dad. And it's about how Wenner Moyer says men's social comparisons perpetuate the domestic status quo. She makes the point that when a man says, I'm not as bad as that guy, he has like, never changed a diaper. That that might be true, but that often men compare themselves to this sort of fictional deadbeat dad, Homer Simpson made up dum-dum, when in reality, like their brother-in-law might be the full-time caregiver. They're comparing themselves to this sort of imaginary buffoon. And that when 
mothers compare themselves to other mothers because we tend to spend more time on social media and more time comparing ourselves to other mothers, we see how we're falling short. We compare ourselves, in other words, to this incredible Pinterest ideal of motherhood, while our spouses, if they're male, are comparing themselves again to Homer Simpson and thinking like, I'm good. I don't see why I have to do anything else. Your job isn't to change the world. Your job isn't to guilt your husband into changing his actions and seeing that that's not fair. Your job is to ask for what you want and state what you need and get it. And that starts with your language. He's not babysitting. He's not watching the kids. He's not doing you a favor. He's parenting. And more importantly, your actions. I would suggest that you uh, tell your husband that you'd like to pick one night a week that you're not going to be home because you'd like to see your friends too. And it seems like he likes Thursdays. So should you do Tuesdays or is there another night that would work better? He may well push back by saying, but Tuesdays are when I sometimes do this, but sometimes I have this other thing. Say, oh, okay, well, I need to pick which night is good for me. So, you know, let's figure that out. Don't let it drop. Don't let him push back against the boundaries and create even more optionality and space for himself. And then you have to go, P.S. If Tuesdays are your night, go. I don't care if you walk around Target by yourself. That time is for you. You deserve it. It's good for your kids, too. It's good for your kids to see that you aren't the only one who can read them a bedtime story and take care of them and know how their pajamas should be buttoned. More people can love your kids. More people can do this. And that is wonderful for their self-esteem to know that. The house being messy, which you bring up, I get it. That is definitely a secondary frustration. I think it's very important that you first get this time for yourself in place and feel good about that. That you have a standing date with something you want to do, whether it's with the same friends, whether it's with different friends and Tuesdays are always good for you, whether it's joining a chorus, whether it's taking an art class, just something that gets you out of the house and doing something that is just for you. Get that in place. Feel good about that. More importantly, your spouse is feeling good about this. I, I could do this big contribution for my wife, which makes her a happier, more fulfilled person doing something she loves. Get that in place. Say thank you. Say thank you a lot. Then maybe you suggest, hey, it is so hard. I mean, as, as you know, it's really hard to be home alone with the girls, right? And then the kitchen on your own, it's a lot. So what I find sometimes, I actually leave the baby in the high chair and load the dishwasher like right after dinner while she's still in the high chair. She's actually happy to sit there for a while. And I feel like that's much easier for me than coming back afterwards. Bring it up as a fellow traveler instead of, well, you did these things right, but here are the next 10 things that you're doing wrong, the next level of things we need to correct. Even that that's how you feel, which I totally understand that's how you feel. The change will come more quickly if you present it with what you want your husband to do instead of what you want him to stop doing. If you model the language that you want him to adopt as your own, instead of saying, I want you to stop saying babysitting. This is slow. This is a big deal. It's 2022. You deserve your nights out with your friends as well. So I really hope this helps, that this is something worth asking for, worth getting, good for your kids, good for your spouse, and most importantly, good for you. Send us your questions and we might answer yours next. Email us, questions at whatfreshallpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.